Welcome to the Alpha Pack Podcast. When you hear the word alpha, what comes to mind? Is it a lone wolf who goes his own way? Or maybe it's a powerful leader who bulldozes over the competition. Well, what if we told you that true alphas aren't lone wolves intent on tearing people down? They're actually dominant leaders who never back down from the challenge of improving the lives of everyone around them. As part of the Alpha Pack, we believe that no leader should be on their own. They need a pack of people keeping them accountable, challenging them, and encouraging them to be the best that they can possibly be. Join us as we hear incredible stories from industry leaders about how to become an alpha that will settle for nothing less than making the world better than the way they found it. Are you ready to learn what it takes to become a true alpha? Then pull up a chair, because you have a seat at the table as part of the pack. This is the Alpha Pack Podcast. Welcome back to season three of the Alpha Pack Podcast. On location in an undisclosed... Yeah, we're not going to give out the address yeah. at Jay's yeah. house. <laughs> undisclosed yeah, like, Wait a second. Yeah. 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 We're at Jay's um, Lake House. Yeah, we're at Jay's Lake House. Mm-hmm. Um, wrapping up our 2023-2024 life planning. So this is our life planning retreat. And uh, we'll talk about that in a separate episode because I think this has been perhaps the, the best retreat we've done so far. Easily. But today... We want to spend a little bit of time talking about the best of 2023. Yeah, this is a recap of last year. Yes. Greatest hits. And we do this because, honestly, I always come out with, I don't know, three or four of these. I'm like, I got to get that one. I got to yeah. do that. It, yeah. it, it almost always reshapes my books to read mm. in 24 mm. when I hear about what was the best stuff you guys read last yep. year. Yeah, yep. so good. Pretty um, cool. So we usually break this into three groups. We've got kind of content, so like books, podcasts, maybe movies or shows. So that's one cluster. Second cluster is around tools and toys. And then the third is around experiences. So let's start with content. Best books, best podcasts, best media. I guess we can even throw songs or music in there. Kind of the, the best content you consumed in 23. Yeah, so I'll start and I will have the shortest book list that that might I ever introduce because usually I read a ridiculous amount, just crank it out while I'm on the road, a high-speed audiobook, all that. And um, last year was my year of rereading my favorites. First time ever in like 25 years of serious reading and tracking. First time in my whole life, I deliberately reread a book. I'm pretty good book oh, memory. Yeah. And I generally like to do the new stuff, but it was like, man, I'm just sick and tired of uncertainty. And honestly, some of the stuff I'm wondering if it's still very good. Like I like my memory's rosy. So I reread it. It was phenomenal. I did end up removing, I don't know, seven or eight books from my recommended list. I've got a little written out list that people ask for. Cause I was like, ah, actually now that I'm here, but one of them that came back, multiple did this, but a few of them came back and were like, dude, that's even better than I remembered. And I thought it was awesome. And I will call out Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Hmm. Ooh, uh, you're going old school. Old school. I mean, Daniel, this is you and I in the 90s, yep. like checking. The, and, yeah. and this is before his book came out, he did a men's retreat at Daniel's church which I think you missed, but you got the tapes for. That's true. And I and I, I, I don't use that word in a uh, generic sense, tapes. Like audio. Like, like sliding cassette tapes ka-chink. into Daniel's Saturn. Ka-chink. 
Yikes. And listen. You weren't even at CDs? Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Slow it down, baby. All right, wait a second. <laughs> do we need, do I we barely need, remember this. We need to explain to Jay yeah. what yeah. Exactly. What's the like Jay? Guys? We'll yeah. send you a link, Jay. Exactly. You can, you can watch YouTube on All right. It. Yeah, awesome. we wrote, when Danny and I were riding our horses around, that's right. <laughs> we would listen to a cassette tape. <laughs> but, but yeah, read the book when it came out, uh, talked about it, led Bible studies on it. Like, I knew this book. This wasn't just one I read. I had led multiple small group discussions for young men on this, but it's probably been 20 years since I did any of that. It was hot for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I moved on. I knew this stuff. I reread it. Ah. In fact, guys, um, I, I'm going to say can like we should read that again and talk about it as a group this year. So All right. That's yeah. my call. That's awesome. Okay. Um, what were some of, the, some of your other books? Are we are we doing one at a time? I've got two podcasts, but okay, go. This is what I'm saying. Like, it. I'll go. Finish it up. I know, but like, that's it. I no other books. I haven't no, already no, talked about. Your, so my two podcasts. Yeah. I'll go is Founders Podcast. I used to read. I still will probably read some, but my biography section. Usually, I read a ton of them. That'll probably not be as big for a while because I stumbled on a couple of great podcasts that are summaries of founders and, mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and great heroes of history. And it's basically biographies. I mean, yeah. these are two, three hour sessions mm-hmm. sometimes. They're like mini books and, uh, you know, cause an audio books, five, six hours, mm-hmm. sometimes seven or eight. So it's like a half book and founders. I mean, it's the name of it, just founders. Phenomenal. Now I, I went back and what he's like in episode 340 or something mm-hmm. right now. I went back and listened to his early ones. And I'll just say this for it, podcast guys. He was actually phenomenally encouraging how terrible he was in mm. his early episodes. Mm. I mean, like, uh, I think I, hang on a sec. No, no, let me read that again. I didn't, I didn't say that right. Uh, and like interrupt himself, like oh, wow. baby basic. And his podcast is huge right now. And That's the awesome. skill at which he's doing it right now. Mm. I was like, well done, sir. He just kept getting, or tweaking it and tweaking it. Tweaking. So how, how long, long has he been at it? Again, 340 episodes so in. So knows how many years, but... But, okay. you know, would it's about once a week or two of the guy. Yeah. I didn't recognize the name of the okay. guy. It's called The Founders. Founders. It's called no, Founders. it's just Founders. Founders. And by the way, with this, I think one of the things we're doing in year season three is inside the uh, show notes, we're going to have links to all these things so that you can get them. You, the details will be there. So David Senra. I don't, yeah, I don't I've know never heard of it. Yep. Interesting. Cool. It's great stuff. That's a cool way to do a biography, though. It's, it's like really not cool. having to read the whole book, but you kind of get it distilled down in audio form. That and once in a while. It's really easy to do. That's pretty and cool. And once in a while, I've been like, dude, I should buy that one. That yeah, book right. is good enough. Right. And most of the time, I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Or for example, I'll give you another cool thing on it. The one I just listened to was about the billionaire founder of Red Bull, who's huh. famously secretive. And he said, listen, I've been trying to get a biography of this guy. There's only one published biography. Uh, and it's in German. Huh. And so this guy bought the German biography, hired a translating service, had them make it. He's like, the translation's wonky. Like, this isn't yeah, right. That's that's but weird. I read that yeah, and weird. I'm going to tell you about his story. Like, that's, that's I'm not buying the German yeah, book. And I never would have read that otherwise. Mm, right. Life goals. Learn German. Okay. It's I, it's on my list, but it's it's, it's lower it's, stack. It's, it's, yeah. I've got a few other uh, languages I'm working on. So, awesome. so okay. So founders. Um, and then uh, I would throw one other is actually a, a documentary. In fact, I just had you guys watch it oh, yeah, last yeah. night. <clears throat> Headliners only. Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. So I got to give a, a family warning. The, Definitely. I don't, I don't know if these guys went a sentence without dropping the F-bomb. Like yeah, it's, probably it's, not. It was colorful, <laughs> but it was funny. But more importantly, it was Alpha Pack. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, and they even bring in Dave Chappelle at the end and talk about 
why can't guys at the top of their game share, collaborate, and they tell about their journey and how they helped each other and went through hard stuff. And it was like, dude, that's alpha pack comedian version. Yeah. Those guys yeah. are legit. It was a I cool, mean, they're almost cool community. I don't think I'd understood the level of like community that's kind of around that yeah. scene. Um, but it was really cool to watch. I mean, well, I'll, I'll I, think go that, the, I think not only the community around the thing, but the intentionality that particular Chris Rock and Kevin Hart yeah. have, have spent in their life maintaining it, nurturing it. And the fact that they were like, hey, now we're doing a headlining tour together. They're like, yeah, we can't let egos get in the way to, yeah. to do this together. So it's like, okay, like how do you nurture? It's really in some ways like how do you build and maintain a community in a healthy way? Which mm -hmm. if you're high performing, I, I, I don't think there's many it's ways legit. to define Alpha Pack better than super high performing community building. It's on Netflix. And I'll go so far as to say, they might even be as cool as we are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm pushing it. That's actually crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a, a wider vocabulary, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you so learned a few things. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. I didn't, huh, I didn't know you could say it that <laughs> that's way. That's right. Awesome. All right. I wasn't sure that was physically possible. That's right. That's wow. Right. <laughs> All right. You got any more content for us? Uh, I could go on and on, but that's my highlights. Those that's the highlights. good stuff. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Jonathan, what how about you? Got, Jonathan? All right. So this year, um, there were a couple of there. I mean, like similar to Scott, there's a ton of there's a ton of good stuff. Um, my best, I had four. Mine were all books. I do wonder whether I need to get more back into podcasts. I think my my tendency over the years is that podcasts are like less rehearsed, less edited books. Mm. Mm. Like I do think like the Founders Podcast is interesting in the sense that like I don't have to read all the books to get some of the stuff. So maybe. It, using it as more of a scouting thing to like, which one should I dive yeah, in? I should read like all. Stuff. Yeah. So, and I also think that books take a while to get out. So if you're looking at the most latest interesting stuff, it's always going to be maybe podcast form. So, mm -hmm. so I think, think that's about, a, I think that's a hack, and you're cheating. I think you have to listen to every word of every podcast. <laughs> Says the guy who listens my, to exactly my, my video game completionist dopamine trigger like applauds what you just said. So yeah, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, then finish a full book, and then we'll talk. The, yeah. the completionist. Yeah. So who, I who am can't, completionist. who can't quit a book. No I, matter I, how I've literally, I have literally oh, only so quit. Two books in my entire life. That's, We're working on you. Yeah, that's We're pretty crazy. And they, I, I quit two maybe that's this a week. <laughs> maybe that's a twenty twenty four goal. Get better at quitting bad books. No, yeah, like there's part of there's part of me that is like it's our as, goal for him. Even exactly. as I, yeah. even as I say I quit two bad books, I'm like maybe I should go back and just <laughs> just through so I can get a zero. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hated those books. But so anyways, my books wow. this year were um, number one. Um, I read Psychology and Money by Morgan Housel. Oh, it is so good. A fantastic book. And really kind of, I would say, money themed. It's not really about the numbers. Right. It's about the mindset, motivations, heart. I mean, it's a psychology yeah. that we happen to bring to all our money decisions. And he's and the guy Morgan Housel's, um, I've seen him around. Actually, I've just joined kind of an online community. He came and spoke to our online community um, a couple days ago because he's got a new book out, which also seems incredible. Um, but, you know, he wrote for The Motley Fool blogging for okay. a, quite a long time. And so he got he got like a lot of reps in, in terms of writing a lot sure. of blog posts mm. about money. And that's kind of where he evolved out of. So his stuff now, he's I think he's – this is that was like a decade ago or something, right around 2008 he was writing a lot for them. So he's clearly been at it for a long time. And psychology of money is just – it really shows. He talks, even when we got together with the online community, he talks about like he builds the insight around money around a particular story. So it's a great book to read because it's basically like 15 to 20 stories where you're like, 
that's just a great story, period. Right. And I've never thought about money in that way. Yeah. And so that one was really quite good. I'm looking forward to it. So is it like distilling a principle out of a story a lot yeah, of times? Or yeah. is it just a story that's entertaining? Or no, 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 no. All, all of them. In fact, I think Psychology of Money is probably like him taking his best content from over the years writing for Motley Fool in terms of like distilled thoughts. Got it. And being like, here's 20 blogs kind of pulled together. You know, obviously narrative is narrative cohesion is probably added, but it's really a collection of essays. Got money. it. Okay. And they're, but they're all great. They're all bangers. It's cool. really, it's wow. really good. There's not a, there's not a lame spot. No. Okay. That's quite good. Um, the second one, this is one that like, I definitely wouldn't recommend everyone, you know, and since it's, there's some books that are just thick, like thinking fast and thinking slow by Daniel Kahneman. It's a great book. I think he won the Nobel for it, but like, I mean, it borders on a textbook. It is dense. But if you read it, there's a lot of really good insights there. Or, or you could just read the executive summary. You could. <laughs> you could. I'm sure somebody's done a podcast about it, too. Probably. So there you go. Well, I, read so, a, I listened to a podcast about the executive summary. So, exactly. So, now we're getting there, Scott. Now so, we're getting there. So this, is, so this is one of the ones that you'd probably be better off just reading the executive summary on. But I found it to be incredibly important, incredibly interesting. It's called The Weirdest People in the World, How the West Became Psychologically Peculiar and Particularly Prosperous. And what it looks at, it looks at uh, family formation, like in ancient cultures, and then how, and this is, and so, you know, I think we've been not in any way vague. We all kind of grew up in the church and the evangelical Christian church here mm -hmm. in America. Um, and how radically the church, the Roman Catholic church changed kin-based relationships, like family and intermarrying between cousins and stuff. And they outlawed that. And by outlawing that, they basically created Western culture hmm. because, because, and so it's really fascinating. And, and I mean, we could almost do a whole podcast on it, but, um, but just some of the implications are super interesting, but also um, I just found someone as someone who's read a lot of theology and who knows quite a bit about church history. It was like, Oh, and they did this thing, which basically created modern Western culture. And I'm like, I've never heard anyone ever talk about that ever. Never right. saw the line from uh, and, that to this. And then when yeah. you connect it, you're like, oh, oh, okay, cool. So that one was a neat, that one was a neat the book. title of that one again? That one's the weirdest people in the world. And weird is like Western educated, individualistic. I don't know what R is, but democratic. Yeah. It's, it's a abbreviation. It's a, it's a really interesting book. Hmm. Um, Fiction, throw one fiction in there. I read um, Red Rising, which is the first novel in a pretty long series by a guy named Pierce Brown, which really surprised how good it was. It is a very alpha book in a lot of ways. I would say that, I mean, it, it's it's pop. It's young adult kind of pop. But what I'd say, it's almost like um, Ender's Game, which I think is a great book on leadership, sci-fi, mm. meets Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a mashup of those two ideas. And it's it was and I've kind of like, oh, yeah, people have said that's good. I should read that. And then I read it. I was like, holy cow. I can't wait to read the rest of the series. And I'm sure we're going to have some cool conversations around it. I, I have bought it. I have not read it yet. It's, oh, man, it's fun. And then the last one um, is a book called Empire of Pain, The Secret History of the Sackler Dynasty. So the Sackler family is the family behind Purdue Pharma who makes OxyContin, mm -hmm. who made the opioid crisis in America. So wow. what it does, this book was really interesting. And this is kind of one of the other things that I, I think I seek to find, but I love discovering this. I really like books. I mean, we all talked about even, you know, stacked bets are awesome. Like yep. I want to read a book and then I want to enjoy it, but I also want to learn something. And then if I can learn 
two or three things at the same time. So it was a fun historical thing to kind of learn about family formation because I think it goes four generations of the Sacklers. But the Sacklers were very, 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 very involved in art and philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And like there's a Sackler wing at the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. There is an entire Sackler museum in the Smithsonian, like the whole thing. And everything in the entire museum is stuff he bought and donated to the Smithsonian. All of that money was bought with opioid drugs that they made off opioids and opioids being, and so I won't get into the details, but basically Oxycontin, it's one of those things like you, you could, I mean, you've heard the news, the opioid crisis and Oxycontin. After reading this book, it's like, oh, I now know what that is. I now know all the context. I now know why people are pissed. And so it's just a really neat narrative to be like, okay, like, like one of the fun facts, well, maybe it's not fun, maybe it's a terrible fact. One of the interesting facts is Bayer Pharmaceuticals, which is a German company, but they invented aspirin. And really some of the, the, the team in Germany that invented aspirin invented a little drug called heroin. And then they sold it as a pill, non-prescriptive, over the counter for about 15 years in Germany before they were like, yeah, you know, we should probably put some regulations around this. Wow. What and were they selling it as a cure for? Uh, feel everything. Better, feel better. Everything. You feel great. Painkiller. Exactly. But I mean, it was in pill form. It was in pill form. It was in pill form. And the product name was heroin. Like, wow. it's. The, there's no marketing around it. Just straight up heroin. <laughs> well, but what this else is, do well, I need to say? But here's, but here's what's funny. We go heroin when we think street drug. Yeah. And it's like, well, when it started, it was actually a thing that was developed in a lab. They're like, oh, we can productize this and everything sure. else. And the ir- irony is Oxycontin or fentanyl, which is all the stuff that's going on now, is really kind of the same class of drugs as heroin. It's just one, particularly by the Sacklers, because of their influence and everything, they got with the FDA and then they influenced some of the people in the FDA to say, oh, well, it's not addictive. Hmm. And you're like, knowing fully well, it was very, very, very addictive, but had the right people, they had the right connections, the FDA to be like, just say, it's not addictive to the best of our knowledge. Right. And you're like, ah, best of our knowledge. Right. And then, so it was a super, and it actually also teaches you about the patent process, mm. yeah. which is interesting, the patent cliffs and all that jazz. So cool. those are mine. They're great. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> I'll throw a couple things out. So I had um, a couple books and then so kind of got a, a content kind of, I guess, platform. One, uh, Elon Musk's, uh, the bio book that came out oh, of him. I like that it's one. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think it it speaks a lot to him as a person and a little bit of like his relational life. But then also like he's just a fascinating guy. I mean, just with so yeah. many things and his hands in so many different things. And I think I knew generally, and Jonathan, I think you probably know a lot more, but I'm not like in that world every day of my life, but I think the just similar principles, like, you know, the idea of like, we're going to make something happen, you know, that should take 300 days in 10 days. Right. And then the premise of, Hey, we, we didn't actually get, but halfway there, but we gave ourselves a 10 day marker to accomplish 300 days worth of stuff. We're still 70%, 80%, 100% ahead of where we were. I just thought it was very interesting. And then like that iteration showing up in a lot of different places in life and in, in, in worlds. And he's just a fascinating guy. The other one was, I think anytime, I guess I have two kind of bios, is a Marcus Aurelius book called, mm. it's like Meditations and it's kind of adapted for the contemporary reader. Mm. 
And so it takes some of the old language out and kind of puts it into more new language. It, explain how old, because it's like, you mean you mean the 1980s? Like No, it mean, yes, exactly. Who's Marcus Aurelius? Marcus Aurelius was like a Roman, like a basically like, general and emperor kind of thing that way back in the day. But he he was a great thinker. Hmm. I mean, he sat yeah. under some of the greatest thinkers, like probably Plato, in the- Plato and Aristotle, you know, I think he- Exactly, I mean, like, like sat with them, kind of knew them you know, personally, but then also had, you know, a lot of governance. He was a warrior. I mean, just a lot of different roles that he kind of had played in his life. And the book, the, the book is basically just a bunch of his reflections. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just his journals. So it's like him writing down, here's this principle. I think about this, or here's the way I should show up and, and think about kind of in the world. And so very optimistic. I think he had a very optimistic approach to life, very kind of glass half full um, but then also grounded in a lot of, um, I think virtue and kind of, how does that, how do you kind of show up in the world that way? Hmm. So pretty cool. And then the other guy that was there, was there a particular, just, yeah. was there a particular translation or was it just no reflections by, it was Russo? just reflection by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Yeah. It's, I think the, the title was for the contemporary reader is how is what okay. it was. Okay. Um, I got it off the, you I, didn't I listened read it to the it. original Latin. No, I did not, man. Huh. I did. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Greek, I, original Greek. Uh, I next, think that's next really far from summaries <laughs> and podcasts. <laughs> that's right. yeah, that's, that's, that's right. the <laughs> other level that I did. I haven't learned Latin to, huh. to read this book. Okay. So, okay. Um, but it was pretty awesome. And then the other is just kind of a guy that I've enjoyed following is Alex Hormozzi. I don't know if y'all have. Oh, I almost put time. him on my list. Okay, yeah. Hormozzi is yeah, intense, dude. He is. He's been he's been really fun to kind of follow a, a lot of different channels. So I read both of. I think he's had two books out. Yeah. So I read Hundred Million Dollar Offers and Hundred Million Dollar. Actually, Leads. I think he has a third, but the, Does he? Uh, the original one is. Uh, gym launch secrets for people who own gyms. Okay, it's gotcha. Like, I, didn't, I have not, not, I have not that read that book. No, yeah, no. I'm not necessarily in that space, but kind of in the more general business practices around some of the stuff he's done mm -hmm. around offers and scaling businesses and that kind of stuff. He's done some really cool things and he's just fairly entertaining. I mean, he's mm -hmm. pretty down to earth, uh, thinks about things smartly, but also very uh, simplistically in a lot yeah, of ways. He boils it down to he's, the basics. It's really like, how do you go execute? Right. That's it. That's, that's kind of yeah. his thing. Um, and so I think that's been really fun. His, his YouTube, I don't know if you, his YouTube channel is really cool, but like a lot of his just YouTube shorts, like that's what mm. I've really enjoyed. I mean, yeah. his channel that he does on that, you know, their editing and their content does, like, I've enjoyed him in that platform. So I've not actually so watched him on really YouTube. I've been doing his podcasts. Uh, yeah. Cause I can do them while I'm driving or doing other stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah like, he just cranks out content, man. He does, and he's got a lot of content out there. But right. and I mean, so, his podcasts are great too. His books are great, but even just you know, his YouTube Shorts channel is like really bang thirty seconds. Like, oh, great thought for the day, and does a great mm. job around that. So really, he, a lot of bang for your buck. He's got an entire team. I mean, like fifteen, twenty people, yeah, or something he's maybe big more. At this point. But he said on one of the podcasts I recently listened to him that he puts out over three hundred pieces of content a week. Yeah, I can wow. imagine that. Now what he's often doing is like <coughs> recording it one, out, slicing it down. And then like really, five, you know, really into a exactly. fifty. Make pieces. it fit YouTube, make it fit Insta, make it yeah, fit, I mean right. so TikTok. Like, it's not he's doing three hundred recording sessions. Correct. But but yeah, there's a ton of Alex Hermosi you can get. Oh, and yeah. if you want to really go down the Hermosi rabbit hole, his wife has now started putting out a bunch okay, of stuff. Okay, I haven't seen that. They co-own a pretty they beast do. company. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And he exited a company for his gyms, yeah. a big company, and is really into like a lot of acquisitions and things like that. And yeah. so it's 
how is he helping other entrepreneurs building kind of portfolio companies and stuff like yeah, that? So it, I found that interesting from the world that I'm. I, I would say his uh, execution and sales. Yep. Like, yep. like if you want to get grow your sales, mm-hmm. Alex might be the best thinker I know out there right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good list. Yeah, man. What about you, Daniel? Uh, I've got a couple. So probably the best book I read last year, and it was also the one I think I'm still chewing on, was called Failure of Nerve. Mm. And I want to read it as an alpha pack together this year. Uh, And maybe we can do a, let's all read it and then let's maybe record an episode about it. Um, But it, it just really challenged me in a number of ways to kind of rethink leadership and kind of how do you hold to both vision and caring for people. And I think that it's also perhaps one of the widest ranging books Hmm. because he will, he will kind of identify this theme and he says, okay, now let's talk about that and what that looks like in cellular biology. Now let's talk and look at what that principle looks like in a marriage. Now let's talk about what that principle looks like in a company. And then let's talk about it at what it looks like in a democratic society. And you're like, whoa, hold on. Um, But it works? But it works. So like how it shows up in all those arenas if you take that principle. Yes. That's kind of cool. And so like one of his principles, at least one that's coming to me off the top of my head is like, how do two things stay in relationship with each other without merging together, hmm. right? Hmm. And, and he says, it's actually easy to stay separate. It is hard to stay together, but distinct. Yeah. And he says, and the fundamental knowledge there is recognizing what is self and what isn't self, hmm. which is a different way of thinking about immunity at the cellular level. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah, He's yeah. like yeah. part of the challenge with, autoimmune illnesses is that you can't tell what's self from not self. Right. But he's like, but also in marriages, people start to struggle with what is me versus what is you versus what is us. Right. Right. And then like, and society that way too. And then society goes up and you're just like, all kind of stuff. Whoa. So like it's, it's profound. And there's some conclusions he comes with. I'm not sure I'm totally buying yet, but, but I don't think I've read a book that's made me think, more mm. than that. That's a good start. That's cool. That sounds great. Like Can't wait to read yeah. that one. So, that's, so we're all going to read that one together. So let's all read that one together. And this I think that's something we're trying this year, right? Because we yeah. normally have not really, really overlapped yeah. on many we, content. It books. might be like, oh, you want to read that? Oh, cool. you read that too? Yeah, that's yeah. great. But I think, and, and it's been good because this, this really, this podcast is driven a lot of ways by sharing learnings from each other. But I think we'll have this year the ability to like share learnings from the same thing very strategically, which I'm excited. And then I want to actually go to that next level of, okay, so if we all agree with this, how do you see me applying this in my life? That's right. What do I need to do differently? Right. To, to really embrace that principle. So that's going to be a thing we do in 2024. Um, I can't remember if, if I read anti-fragile last year or the year before. Anti-Fragile, I really enjoyed. I would maybe pair it, if I can get a two-for-one, with a book <laughs> called uh, Com- The Comfort Crisis. Hmm. A lot of very similar themes to it. A uh, Comfort Crisis is an easier read, more kind of story-driven. Uh, Anti-Fragile is a commitment. Uh, 
which I read every page of. Nice. Um, <laughs> Hope is not lost on Daniel's right. Fear the Reader. Oh, I mean, man. it is a big book, and, a there, big book. and there were no pictures. you're a big boy, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> there were no pictures. And there were no pictures. <laughs> That's right. And I read the whole thing. Oh. Um, so, uh, so Antifragile, I think, is the better book. It's the harder commitment. Comfort Crisis, I think, is more accessible. But the punchline is that it is actually adversity that makes us stronger. Mm, yeah. And we have systemically, especially in you know the US and Western society, like we continue to remove these minor stressors and it actually makes us more susceptible to mm. massive shocks. Mm -hmm. um, and so the comfort crisis goes a lot into things like uh, cold plunges and mm. like how hunger actually stimulates uh, cell regeneration yeah. and, and all these things that we tend to think like, oh, that would be terrible. It's like, actually, it's really, really good for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I would recommend those. And then the other one that's probably my favorite content from the year is a book, Recovery by Russell Brand. It's a good book. He kind of does a modernization of the 12-step program. Mm. Um, if you don't know who Russell yeah, Brand like, is, tell me who Russell Brand is. You've I think I've seen him. So he's is that a, the crazy guy. A he's bit? a crazy he's guy. He's a comedian. Yeah. He's a British comedian. But he had a big falling out or something. Multiple times, okay. actually. There you go. There you go. Um, okay. So he's been in a couple of movies. You're thinking of the right person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, who guy. I'm thinking about is that guy. Got um, okay. I think he actually was a gigolo at some point. Nice. He was so wild that MTV fired him for being. Out of control. Too, when you're right. too, too out of control, control, too for, out of control for MTV in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, you're like, trouble. wow. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know where this guy is in terms of faith, but he has become a very spiritual person. Hmm. And this book is kind of his uh, not safe for kids, very similar colorful language right. <laughs> to Chris Rock yeah. and, um, and Kevin Hart. But... Um, just profound. Like, it's the kind of stuff you're like, I did not expect yeah. something that deep to come from somebody I, in my head, assumed was very shallow. And he's yeah. like, look, I have been to the absolute bottom of the barrel on yeah. sex, drugs, rock and roll, money. Like, I have drugged the bottom of the barrels and I can tell you what you're looking for is not there. And here's where to oh. go once you come to that realization. And, I, and I think the thing I read it as well, I, and I like it a lot. I think the thing that's interesting about the book is that really in a lot of ways, like it's hard to argue a program like Alcoholics Anonymous or something. It's had a substantial impact. You can look at people's lives who are in it and, and they, yeah. and they're in it. That's bad. And really, lives. and really the entire program really is based on, they call it the big book. It's the, and, the, and in some ways, what is interesting about this recovery book is functionally it's a reskin of the big book. I don't, he basically narrativizes and humanizes by wrapping his experience around the big book. Which, which are, by the way, pretty hilarious to yeah. hear some oh, of the yeah. stories. So it's entertaining stuff. and whatever like, else. What did you do? It's entertaining. And the big book is a, it's, a, like it's, the manual for it's the 12 steps. It's okay. the, 12, yeah. the big book is the 12 steps program. It's funny. Yeah. So I previously bought the big book just to flip through it, just to understand it because so many people have been impacted by it, but I never got around to it. So I'm like, why am I going to read this? Right. And then is this the one book you quit? No, I just, no, it's, it's, <laughs> no, no, this is, this is, this is, no, this is, this is much different. This is in the, this is in the, I buy books faster than I can read them. Didn't oh, even start. Start. He didn't even, I didn't even start. Even, didn't it's, even it's start. On, I mean, it's on the list. It's just thousands deep. 
Yeah. Um, but this he book, quit he quit at step zero. He quit step zero. No, I never started. I never started. He's I just on, bought it. He's on the zero step program. He's a zero. But but I think it's interesting because I think there's probably a lot of people who'd be like, hey, you want to read the like textbook of like alcohol anonymous? You're like, no. Mm. You're like, hey, do you want to read a book that's funny and actually yeah, about engaging. recovery from a from a comic that you know? And be like, oh yeah, that'd be interesting. And then it's like, hey, basically, I'm going to walk you through my life experience of twelve step, and it's really like. Here's what you do. Here's yeah. what you do. Here's what you do. That's yeah, great. It's it, it it was really good. A good modernization, not necessarily Christianizing, right. but I think a modernization, and uh, and I, I really really enjoyed it. So, all right, awesome. You've been listening to the Alpha Pack Podcast. To learn more about how you can implement the strategies and insight discussed in today's episode, make sure to check out the show notes page and follow the pack on www.alphapackcommunity.com. Until next time, we hope you settle for nothing less than making the world better than the way you found it. Stay alpha.